Hi, my name is Leo Fernandez, and you listen to the First Team Podcast. With your host, John Frashante. We are here with Bruce Silverman, the play-by-play announcer for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and the host of Silverman on Sports. How are you today, Bruce? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So let's talk about the Cosmos Strikers semifinal match in Brooklyn. Let's start talking uh, about a season review for the Strikers up to this point. Basically a tale of two seasons. You got the spring. We end up with 11 points. We have two different coaches as Marcelo Nevelev resigns after nine games. Ivan Guerrero steps in in Minnesota, gets a win. We take a break. Gunter Kronsteiner comes back right before the beginning of the fall. Starts out with a draw um, with very short notice and very short amount of time with his club in Carolina. Get a very late goal after a very long rain delay. And uh, we end up with 30 points in the fall. We get a big win to end the season. Um, Very similar finish for the Strikers in terms of getting into the playoffs as we did a year ago. Uh, Same date, as a matter of fact, on November 1st, 2014, Ali Hassan at the 86-minute mark bangs one home against the Ottawa Fury. The draw gets the Strikers into the playoffs. Now um, Ali is with the Ottawa Fury, and he's a contributor there. And uh, very excited for him uh, playing as well as he is. And he got a goal on on uh, Saturday afternoon against the Atlanta Silverbacks. And then at the 87-minute mark this year, Marlon Fritas finds the back of the net. And that win puts us in the playoffs. And once again, we're the number four seed. And different than, than last year, Instead of taking on Minnesota like we did a year ago, we take on our arch rivals, the New York Cosmos. And and what I'm excited about in this game is it was 38 years ago that the Strikers and the Cosmos did battle in the playoffs. I won't talk about the result, but 77,691 people were in the Meadowlands to watch that game. And 38 years later to be able to call uh, the next playoff game between these two uh, legacy franchises for me is very, very exciting. Gunter Kronsteiner, when he first got the job, he told the club uh, that this is a work in progress and it's going to take some time. So to be in the semifinals, to face the Cosmos, this must be success. No, I I think it is. I mean, if you said to me, do you think that the Strikers are going to make the playoffs after the first 10 games? I would have said no. 
when Guter came back, I would have increased that from you know a zero percent chance or maybe a five percent chance to a thirty percent chance. So for the strikers, after thirty games, to have forty-one points and 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 make it to the playoffs, I I, I would say it's a, it's a success. This has been a successful season uh, on the pitch overall. Um, the strikers win the Coastal Cup for the second year in a row. They went three and zero against the Jacksonville Armada. They went two and one against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, you know, you've got uh, Stefano, who's the Golden Boot winner in the NASL with 16 goals. He has seven assists. That leads the team as well. Uh, third best in the NASL. So he's a complete player. I do expect that he uh, should be named the Golden Ball winner in, in the league. You can look at Marlon Fritas and PC as uh, the best youngsters or among the best youngsters in the NASL. Uh, David Mavis, who I think is one of the best two or three goalkeepers in the NASL, um, didn't have a lot of playing time this year because he broke his jaw in a U.S. Open Cup game against Charleston very early in the spring. Uh, Didn't really get uh, playing time at all until Josh Ford went back to uh, Orlando and he's now in the pipes, and I, I really, truly believe that given 30 games, I think that he would be in the discussion with Jimmy Maurer in terms of the one-two in, in being the best goalkeepers in the NASL. Do you think the team has changed since the Cosmos faced the Strikers in the fall? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Um, especially... Uh, since the the game in New York, um, the Strikers versus the Cosmos in that three three draw, um, we're a similar team. Obviously, we're more experienced, and I think that experience will help this weekend. I'm hoping that we're going to be healthier this weekend. It was interesting because you know I interview Günter Kronsteiner after every game, and it's always a matter of is Gunter happy or not? And it always baffles me when he's happy because we have had convincing wins where he said, I'm not happy. We've had losses where he said, I am happy. After that 3-3 draw in which we were up 3-0 and basically let the Cosmos come back and almost gave the game away in, in added time, uh, there was an offsides call in which you guys banged it home. Would have been a four-three win. We end up with a draw, and Guter was actually very happy. Um, and I think that was uh, because it was a Saturday night game, and we had played a Wednesday game previously. And he was happy that that we were able to play so well on such short rest. Uh, the Strikers now will get their rest. It is um, absolutely gorgeous in in South Florida right now. Ideal conditions to be practicing uh, in South Florida. And um, I, I do expect that this team is going to be motivated. They're going to be focused. Um, I don't know necessarily, and maybe you can help me with this, is, is home field advantage really a big deal in this game considering they're playing in Brooklyn and not at Hofstra? 
Well, you can say it is home field because we play there once, so we're sort of used to the surface. Uh, the Cosmos players did say that they like the surface better than Hofstra. Uh, so I think home field is a, uh, a big advantage for the Cosmos, uh, especially in the championship. Well, I'll give you the fact that it's being played on, on plastic and not on grass. I would give that edge to the Cosmos. The fact that they said that this is a better surface than Hofstra, I think bodes well for the strikers. We have played recently. We played at Indy on plastic um, on a on a wet surface that night as it had rained all day. Um, hopefully you guys will have nice weather. The ball will bounce true for both teams. And I, I really do believe that despite the fact that the strikers are oh for a lifetime in the modern era, against the Cosmos with zero wins, two draws, and six losses. I think the way that we played the Cosmos this season bodes well for the Strikers. I thought we outplayed um, I thought we outplayed the Cosmos to open the season uh, despite the, the loss. Um, I think we, we played okay when we played up in New York early in the fall, and I thought we played very well um, in that 3-3 draw. So if we're healthy this weekend, I really do expect that the Strikers have a very good chance of winning this game. I don't think there will be a ideal conditions on Saturday just because we're very close to the water at Coney Island. Uh, it's going to be very windy. Uh, in May, it was really, really, really cold, so... Hopefully the rain is not there on Saturday. Hopefully it's just the wind uh, that will maybe the main factor. And, and I'm okay with wind. It, you know, it, it's wind and rain uh, that it's just overall weather that I don't like. Um, but it, but if it's windy and it's dry and the ball bounces true and both teams have to deal with the wind, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Uh, we had a game not too long ago. Um, I think it was our nil-nil draw against uh, San Antonio where it was extremely windy at Lockhart Stadium. There were some shots taken from distance um, 35 yards out that sailed over the goal and into the stands, and it was because uh, of 16 to 20-mile-per-hour winds at the lad's back, and the ball was just flying um, off the boots. Is there a player on the Strikers that Cosmos supporters should watch out for? Well, I think you know a lot of observers would say that Stefano is a player to watch, um, and certainly because he can score at any time. I think Marlon Fritas has really come on um, and become a more complete player. I love the tandem of James Marceline and, and uh, Hendry Thomas together as those holding mids. Um, I, I think they are the best tandem uh, of their kind in the NASL. Uh, Stryker's defense has gotten a lot stronger. You guys are familiar with mm -hmm. Johnny Barajo, who played for San Antonio last year, played for the New York Red Bulls, grew up in Clifton, New Jersey. Um, he has been unbelievable since coming back from injury. And, and I talked about it earlier, I really do like David Mavis as a goalkeeper. He earned the start at the beginning of the season, and, and if it wasn't for the injury... Uh, against Charleston, I do believe that, number one, he would be in the conversation 
about being one of the best goalkeepers in the league, and I do think that Jimmy Maurer is the best goalkeeper in this league. He is so consistent. He is always in the right place at the right time, and it's very, very difficult um, to, to beat him, and especially with that great defense that you guys have in front of him. Um, and I think what really does it for me in terms of the New York Cosmos is your consistency. You guys have been very lucky in terms of, of having health for your team. You run out basically the same lineup week in and week out. And, and that, I think, is one of the biggest things about soccer. When you can be consistent, when you can go with basically the same lineup week after week after week, the guy on your left, the guy on your right, the guy in front of you, the guy behind you, they know your tendencies. And they know what you're going to do. And that makes for very, very solid play. The strikers, I'd have to check on this, but going into the last game of the season, had 27 different lineups in 29 games. I think that that, um, works out that we had now 28 different lineups in 30 games. We had four different goalkeepers this year. We had a number of different right backs. Yvonne Guerrero was out for a while. We had a number of different combinations at left back. James Marceline has missed a number of games, injuries, suspension, and um, call-ups with the Haitian national team. We've had to mix up some things with PC being out uh, with a concussion. So this is a team that is still trying, in a lot of ways, to find its identity. Um, and, and I really, if you said to me today being Tuesday, what is the lineup going to be on, on Saturday? I couldn't tell you, uh, but I'm pretty sure that most people could tell you what Gio is going to do on Saturday, uh, from one to 11. This may be the hardest question, uh, but what are your match predictions for Saturday? I think that this is going to be a pretty evenly played game. I would not be surprised if it goes to overtime, and I would not be surprised if it goes to penalty kicks. Yeah, it's going to be a tough match. Uh, not pretty sure if it's going to go to PKs, but it would even make the match a lot more interesting. Okay, well, let me ask you this question. Do you like PKs to, to finish out a game? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's a great factor, but think it's a great way you know we we got to the finals last year by beating minnesota in in pks and it was exciting and i was on the edge of my seat watching the game um but to me pks are, are not a very good indication of um of the way a game should be finished. You, you look at, there was an MLS game last weekend, playoff game, and, and Portland and Kansas City. And that was just a wild, wild PK to, to settle it. Um, you know, you had a lot of guys um, hitting bars. You had one ball that uh, hit the right bar, then the left bar, or vice versa, and, and never made it in. Some great saves because keepers were guessing the right way. Uh, you may be too young to remember this, but in the original NASL and at the beginning of, of MLS, there were shootouts rather than PKs. And the ball didn't, wasn't um, mm-hmm. placed on the 12 
and you just ran up and kicked it. The ball was 35 yards out, and you had 12 seconds to, to run and get off a shot. To me, that's a better indication of a one-on-one because in a PK, the advantage is always to the shooter, never to the keeper. And I thought that the shootouts evened it out a little bit more. Yeah, that's just a great take on PKs. Uh, I do remember uh, back in the day, I wasn't around then, but uh, I watched it and was told it. Uh, So uh, did you give a score prediction? I don't. I I still need to analyze this. I I still need to see what kind of lineup we're running out. Um, But but like I said, my prediction is that this will, will be a very... Um, well-played game. I do believe that it will go to overtime, and I I would not be surprised um, if there are PKs involved. Um, I I think that that the strikers have a very good chance of of winning this game. Um, I, I I think this is the best chance that the strikers have of um of getting a win this season. And I do believe that Minnesota will get the win in Ottawa. Thank you, Bruce, for coming on. Uh, hopefully we can have you on real soon and looking forward to your call of the match. Well, I appreciate that very much. I'm very excited about calling it uh, as well. Uh, 38 years after that, that magical game in the Meadowlands to have the call between the Strikers and the Cosmos again uh, this year is to, to me really special. I mean, I've said it many times in, in interviews and, and people asking me, I grew up a Strikers fan. The very first soccer game I ever saw was the Strikers and the Cosmos on June 8th, 1977 at Lockhart Stadium, and the Cosmos won 3 nothing. You know, you go back to the original NASL, the Strikers only won four games from 1977 to 1983 against the Cosmos. This is, someone said to me earlier this, it said to me yesterday, as a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. how can it be a rivalry if it's so one-sided? And my answer to that was, because when you have two teams that have done battle in such legendary fashion over 38 years, even though one team may be more dominant than the other, you still have rivalries because they were always there. They were always there against each other. And that game in the Meadowlands, and I keep going back to it, 77,691 people saw a playoff game, soccer playoff game in 1977 at a time where most people in the United States were not soccer fans, didn't know the rules, didn't know the Premier League from the Bush League. And they were there. And and it still is amazing to me that 38 years later, no game in the United States has come close to drawing nearly 78,000 fans. And for me to have this call and and to call this game, regardless of the outcome, is a tremendous honor and privilege for me. And um, I, I love being the voice of the strikers. I love that the strikers have made it to the playoffs again. I love the fact that we're taking on the Cosmos. Um, 
and I look forward to having the call. And, and, and it's always a pleasure and an honor to, to be on your show, and I appreciate the invite very much. Thank you for the kind words, and hopefully we can have you on uh, in the future. Anytime you want, all you have to do is ask. Okay. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you.